surprise, surprise, guess what? I just learned from a friend of mine who sent me a copy of a tweet that the DOJ has released an assessment right after the election. How coincidental. And the assessment was of the documents that they raided from the home of former President Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, earlier this year. They have now concluded that no document that Trump had in Florida was of value nor held any risk for our country. And I suspect that they knew that before they even went there. They just did it to try and stir up more horseshit in the hopes of salvaging an election and holding on to the House of Representatives. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If not already done so, please subscribe to the show. You can do so in one of three easy ways. Google Play Store, iTunes App Store, search out the Jamie Dury Show and subscribe, or go to either of those two app stores and simply search out and download the free Podbean app, and you can find our show there. Podbean.com is our hosting service, and you can certainly sign up that way. Whichever way you choose to subscribe and listen, you'll be able to leave comments, leave reviews. We are definitely interested in getting more of both. That will help the show grow more quickly, and please, if you can share the show with your friends and encourage them to listen, we would greatly appreciate that as well. So, the whole fiasco in Mar-a-Lago, we knew it. We knew what it was going to be. I, however, always felt it had a dual purpose. One was to help the Democrats uh, in the upcoming midterm elections. The other was just to try and drive another proverbial nail into Donald Trump in the hopes of eroding public confidence in him, eroding public confidence uh, in him on the way of his supporters to either discourage him from running or, if he decided to run, uh, make it more difficult for him to be elected. As far as the discouraging him from running part, that doesn't seem to have worked. As you know by now, the former president has announced that he is a candidate for 2024. I never doubted it. I never doubted that he was running. Um, And he clearly made it uh, his business to announce it. Uh, More on that in due course. I wanted to hit, before we get to that, a couple of other things, uh, updates on the election. There is a benefit when you take over the House. Many investigations begin in the House, and the Republicans now have control of the House. Now, I think most of these politicians, Democrat and Republican, aren't worth anything. They're creatures of the swamp. They're career politicians. But there are a few that I believe are honest and forthright and do take this seriously. People like Jim Jordan of Ohio and Matt Goetz and and several others. Uh, And now that these people are going to be taking over, uh, they're already announcing, even before they officially take over the committees after the first of the year, that there's going to be changes. The House Oversight Committee has announced that it's going to investigate President Joe Biden. And that's nice. That's refreshing that for, for once uh, the Republicans are going to investigate the Democrat. You know, this is a war that we're in for the very soul of America. I've described this before. And though I detest the very, very low tactics that the Democrats use, 
when you're in a war and all is fair in love and war, and you have an unscrupulous enemy using this sort of trickery against you, you have no choice but to match their evil. I'll never forget that old Star Trek episode when I was a kid when they bring Abe Lincoln back and this alien force has famous historical evil figures fighting the forces of good and uh, in an effort to understand the difference between good and evil. And at the end, when good is dispatched evil, the alien asks Captain Kirk, uh, your good and evil use the same methods, achieve the same results. You have not differentiated yourself between them that we can discern. And um, the captain asked them, what did you offer the others if they won? And he said, what they wanted most, power. He said, you offered me the lives of my crew. And the alien says, we perceive. The methods that you use are secondary compared to your motivations. The Democrats want to destroy the United States. These former men I mentioned want to help save it. Jim Jordan of Ohio announced it on November 17th that the GOP, having retaken the chamber, is going to investigate President Joe Biden and that contrary to the president's claims, he was directly involved in his son Hunter's international business dealings. Representative James Comer, who also was at the press conference with Jordan, was citing whistleblower evidence. Quote, there is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. Comer, who was the incoming Oversight Committee chairman, said the Biden family, quote, flourished and became millionaires by simply offering access to the family. That's called pay for play, and that compromises a politician. It's corruption. It's almost treasonous, if not treason in itself. This committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who was compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. They go on to state that there's plenty of evidence of uh, crimes on the part of the Biden family. And it really is a crime family. The Biden family business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. Such crimes, including but not limited to conspiracy to defraud the United States, wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and violations of the Trafficking Victims Protections Act. Comer says there are more than 150 transactions from the Biden business dealings that have been flagged by U.S. banks through filings of suspicious activity reports because the banks are required by law to flag cash transactions exceeding $10,000 per day. Look, this is all very interesting, and I don't doubt for a minute that the Bidens are corrupt. I don't doubt for a minute that Joe Biden has been stealing most of his public life. He's never had a private job. And you have to wonder how a man who's worked for the government, and not always in high places, for all these years can afford four different waterfront homes worth millions. How can he afford to maintain them? Because he's been stealing money. He's been getting paid 
for his influence. Then he gets paid by sending his son out, who kicks back to him. I only wish that it had taken place sooner, because now that Donald Trump has announced, Joe Biden has announced he's going to run for re-election. He hasn't formally announced, but he's going to. And that's great, because the whole world sees that Biden is an incompetent fool. The whole world, unless you're a Democrat, college-educated Democrat at that, not even the high school-educated Democrats, they're smart enough to know the difference. But unless you're an uber-liberal, uber-liberal, excuse me, college-educated Democrat, and really drink the Kool-Aid, you can't possibly believe that Joe Biden is doing a good job, and you can't possibly believe that he's all there. Everyone knows he's a dementia-ridden, incompetent thief. And as long as he's going to be the Democrat nominee, and I really can't see the Democratic Party primarying their own president, that would really damage them. He's going to be the nominee, and he would be an easy opponent for Donald Trump, or for any Republican, for that matter, in 2024. So I don't really want to see him removed. Um, of course, I don't think uh, Kamala Harris would be much more of an opponent. But somehow I don't think they want Kamala Harris to be president. So they're going to have to replace her with somebody. They're still figuring out the details on that, how they can get her out after they succeed in getting him out for health reasons. Uh, she'll have to resign and get a, a big cushy job in some corporation, uh, and then she will be replaced. But um, I'm really hoping that he sticks around. And I'm hoping that although this investigation... Um, exposes the Bidens. I'm hoping that it results in nothing that will remove Joe Biden from office. I want him there in the 2024 election, and I want Trump running against him. At this point in time, you have to look at what's more important. It's more important, I think, to the American people, to freedom-loving people, and to me, to see Donald Trump back in the Oval Office than it is to see Joe Biden and his crackhead son in federal prison. So I wish the Republicans luck with exposing them. I hope they don't succeed in putting him in jail. I need him uh, in the Oval Office running against Donald Trump in 2024. Now, there are other elections <clears throat> that are coming. Uh, and it, actually, I said I was going to digress. Uh, I wound up circling back, not to use Jen uh, Psaki's uh, phrase, but I wound up covering what I was going to say I was going to come back for anyway. Donald Trump is running, and I think he's got a better shot at beating Joe Biden than anybody. I think he can mow down anyone, but I think it's, it's a slam dunk if he has to uh, go up against Joe Biden. Now, there are other issues that are at stake. I was listening to people debrief the election um, voters with exit polling, and apparently something that was very toxic to independence, not to the real hardcore base of the Republican Party, but anything, something that was toxic to independence and reasonable, if there are any left, Democratic voters who are dissatisfied with the state of the country. And that was saying that the 2020 election was stolen. Now, I believe it was. I've spoken about it numerous times here, but I can say that because I'm a pundit and a commentator and I'm not a candidate. Uh, but apparently it was toxic if you said this. Now, we saw people putting tape up in newspapers over windows and putting in votes and taking boxes of votes underneath tables and putting them through machines. We saw 
uh, Freedom of Information Act request that showed that thousands and thousands of votes came into election offices in Arizona and Maricopa County after Election Day were not supposed to be counted but were. And in a state with a margin of victory of 10,500 votes, that was significant. But you can't mention this. You can call for election reform. You can call for ballot boxes to be eliminated, drop boxes to be eliminated. But you can't say the 2020 election was stolen, because if you do, you alienate the voters the same way that the Democrats would alienate the voters if you start talking about defunding the police. But I do want to point out that um, we're not the first people to talk about election fraud. This isn't something that was a, a Democrat, I mean, a Republican invention. If you recall, when Donald Trump won in 2016, and he did so by simply outworking everyone else, he outworked all the Republicans, he mowed down 16 career politicians, he mowed down Hillary Clinton, he was out there doing it two and three rallies a day, hour and a half a day, man of his age, unbelievable energy, and speaking the truth, he earned it. And from day one, they said it was the Russians that got him there. So apparently Democrats in the media can make allegations of election fraud uh, and stolen elections, but it's not toxic. Stacey Abrams, that freaking loudmouth from Georgia, uh, can run around and claim that she was the de facto governor and she lost to Brian Kemp. It was corruption. Now she can't say it because she got her clock cleaned in this election by a significant margin. So she can say these things and it's okay. But if you're a Republican, you can't say it uh, or it's toxic. So I tell Donald Trump, I love you to death. I think you can win. If you're within earshot of my voice or anyone tells you, don't mention it through the entire campaign. You'll sail to victory. And once you're in, since you know you can't run again, you can do as you wish. You can talk about it all you want. You can have people locked up for it, and there are people that deserve to be. But don't mention it between now and then. That's it. Let me mention it. You stay away from it. I'd love to see you back in the Oval Office. But there are things still going on in some of these states, including Arizona. Now, Carrie Lake issued a major, first major update in Arizona since Hobbs went out and declared victory. Now, remember that Katie Hobbs is the current Secretary of State in the state of Arizona. That is the person who's in charge of elections. Now, isn't that convenient? When you're running for election for governor, isn't it convenient to be the Secretary of State so you can try and manipulate things? She stated, did Carrie Lake, I wanted to reach out to you to let you know that I am still in this fight with you. Lake said concerns raised by her campaign about Hobbs, the Arizona Secretary of State overseeing the election and electronic voting equipment, turned out to be legitimate. As an example, she pointed on how tabulators across Maricopa County, the most populated county in the state, weren't working properly on election day. Lake said that she spoke with voters who had to wait in line for hours. Now, why is that significant, ladies and gentlemen? Because most Democrats vote early. See, there is no election day in this country anymore. This ridiculous early voting bullshit, which is just a way to steal elections. The whole reason why elections were traditionally done on one day is because it makes stealing it much more difficult. Very difficult to vote, vote multiple times when you only have one day to do it. But when you can mail in multiple ballots and go to multiple locations on different days, very easy to do. And Republicans, being more traditional, come out in a greater percentage on election day, if you will, 
than they do early voting. So if you can stymie people from voting on election day, you're depressing the Republican vote to a far greater degree than you are depressing the Democratic vote. And don't think that wasn't deliberate. Lake said she spoke with voters who had to wait in line for hours, like I said, including a man who went to three different polling sites before he was able to finally cast his ballot. How many people were discouraged and just didn't bother to vote that day because they got tired of walking around? The elderly. Our election officials failed us miserably, said Lake. What happened to Arizonans on election day is unforgivable. Tens of thousands of Maricopa County voters were disenfranchised. As Secretary of State, Hobbs is the state's top election official. Now, I'm busy here collecting evidence and data. Rest assured, I have assembled the best and brightest legal team, and we are exploring every avenue to correct the many wrongs that have been done this past week. I'm doing everything in my power to right these wrongs. My resolve to fight for you is higher than ever. Now, Hobbs went out and declared victory on the 14th after the Associated Press called the race for her. But that is not how it works. Now, there are recount laws in the state of Arizona. I spoke about this the other day. It used to be one-tenth of one percent, but a recent change this past May states that if the margin of victory winds up being a half a percent or less, an automatic recount will trigger. Now, on Sunday, Hobbs had a lead of 26,000 votes. She had at one point nine-tenths of a percent or eight-tenths of a percent. With these recent dumps, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, that margin has now dwindled to 0.6%. So we're only one-tenth of a percent away from triggering a mandatory recount. And there are more than 16,800 ballots in Maricopa County alone that have yet to be counted. Now, let's switch to a different article that covers this in a little more detail. Hobbs' lead. 26,000 was her lead on Sunday. That lead was reduced, as I said the other day, down to 19,382 votes. It is now narrowed to 17,249 Now, in the recent reports from Maricopa County, the latest bunch or batch of ballots, the tranche of ballots, Hobbs picked up 9,700 votes, but Lake picked up 11,829, so she made more than a 2,000-vote inroad into Hobbs' lead. Hobbs now stands with a total of 1.2.76 million votes. Lake has 1.259 million votes. So the margin is about six-tenths of a percent. Now, according to this, some 27,545 uncounted ballots remain. This is according to the office of Hobbs, the woman who's running for election who's overseeing it simultaneously. The estimate may not be reliable, however. The estimate was 28,000 before the latest recount, but more than 20,000 votes were reported. According to the estimate, 11 Arizona counties have ballots that need counting. Maricopa County, with 12,277, has the most uncounted ballots. 
However, according to Maricopa County, in their election website, there are 16,830 ballots need to be counted. So we really don't know how many ballots in actuality still remain to be counted. Now, whether or not those ballots fall in such a way that they hand victory to Lake outright, one thing is clear. By the time they're all counted, either Lake will have eked out a victory of a small percentage or Hobbs' lead will be below a half a percentage point. Either way, there's going to be a recount. And I suspect when that recount is completed, some inconsistencies are going to be brought to the fore. Also, I think Lake will have to go to court and will have to force Hobbs to recuse herself from overseeing this recount because she has a vested interest in seeing that it comes out for her since she's running for the office. So that's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot interesting coming out of this. What I'd like to see is if Lake can prove to the satisfaction of a court with names, people that were denied the right to vote on election day because of the defects with the machinery in Maricopa County, she may be able to succeed in allowing them to vote late under the supervision of a court and have those votes counted. If that is done, I think there's no question that Lake is going to be the next governor of Arizona. So keep your eye on that, because uh, that thing is not over. And the people of Arizona know it, because there were protests at the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors meeting, some heated reactions. Frustrated voters showed up at Maricopa, with Maricopa County's handling of the midterm election, blasted the County Board of Supervisors on November 16th, just the other day. Quote, I am disgusted by your behavior and the decisions you've made. Look at all these people out here suffering so badly because of your falsehoods. This from Sheila Roberts of Phoenix. Said she was very prostra- uh, frustrated, wanted transparency and truth. Matt Baker of Phoenix began shouting at board members when it was his turn to speak. Quote, once again, the eyes of the world are upon Maricopa County for another botched election. Am I here to accuse you of stealing the vote? Heavens no. That would make me a terrorist, wouldn't it? What is more valuable, your vote or your money? County election officials estimate that 20% of the ballot tabulating equipment experience problems on election day. That's one in five machines. So, this is unacceptable. But the board says we're not going to have any outbursts. That's a quote here. There were at least a dozen speakers, mostly Republican, who came to voice their frustrations. Quote, it is important that we hear the comments from the people who would like to speak today. So I have chosen to put this on the agenda, said Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates, just before the live YouTube feed quit working. It's funny how the YouTube feed quit working, too. Maybe the same joker was running the election machines. Everybody's going to be treated the same. Everyone will have the same time with two minutes to speak, Gates said. Part and parcel of everything I've been saying is we're not going to have any outbursts. We're not going to laugh. We're not going to clap. We're going to comment and move on to the next person. 
calling the election in Maricopa County a sham. Robert Canterbury of Phoenix said the county has become the laughingstock of the nation. Canterbury said Democratic Secretary of State Katie Hobbs should have recused herself rather than overseeing her election as Arizona's next governor. Now, let me ask you something, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't that seem like a logical and intelligent thing to do? If you were in a state that was one of six states where people suggested that there were manipulations of votes and funny things going on, and I've already reported to you about Freedom of Information Act requests, which proved that there were votes that never should have been counted. If your county particularly was the focus on how Arizona turned in the last election, and you're the Secretary of State, and you know the eyes of the world are going to be on your county in this election, on your state, and you're running for the governor of the state, so therefore you have a vested interest in the vote coming out the way you would like it, don't you think in the interest of avoiding the appearance of impropriety in the interest of election integrity, you should have recused yourself from managing this election? You could have managed all the others, but you should have recused yourself from this one. Don't you think you should have? I mean, is that that's like a no-brainer, isn't it? Because even if you won legitimately, you know the specter of corruption is going to hang over your administration. Maybe you don't care. Or maybe you knew you couldn't win and you wanted to have that finger on the scale by not recusing yourself. But this is what happens. The quote went on, how many disenfranchised voters in this election won't vote in the 2024 election because they know that the same people in charge of the last two elections will be in charge of that election? It's horrible what happened, said Barbara Jennings of Phoenix. Nobody trusts us now. We're supposed to believe that we have free and fair elections here and we have an honest media. Both we do not have. Michelle Dillard of Phoenix says, we can't accept these results. This is an illegitimate election. It is your job to provide the remedy. We want a secure, fair election. Make that happen. Jeff Caldwell told the board that he believes that many voters didn't get to vote on election day calling the election a complete disaster. How many voters just said, screw it, and left? I said that before. My take on this, if a recount is triggered, I think what they should have in voter, in, in either they have to find a way, they can stick with the recount, I'm all for that, as long as they can find a way to identify those people who were disenfranchised and didn't get a chance to vote because they didn't want to go to three different polling places or were just too old to do it and therefore were denied their right to vote on Election Day and get them absentee ballots after the fact and allow them to vote. And if they can't do that, if this thing falls within the recount margin, what they should do is hold a special election. Carrie Lake should be removed from having anything to do with that election. Just put Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs on the ballot. Allow people to vote by absentee ballot or requested ballot only. No early voting. And if you want to vote in person, you vote that day and that's it. All the machines work. You count the votes. If it's less than half a percent, you recount it. And whoever wins, even if it's by five votes, She's the next governor. That's the way it has to be. You want fair elections? 
You want people to believe in your elections? That's the only way. So keep up the faith. All is not lost. I think Arizona is going to go into the GOP column when all the dust settles as far as governors go. And President Trump, my hat's off to you for a phenomenal 2024 announcement speech on Tuesday night. Stay on point like that, and I don't think there's a politician in this country that could beat you. You will be the next president of the United States. God bless you and your family. And God bless the United States. For The Jamie Dury Show, I'm Jamie Dury. Thank you.